0: But, to also bring in our kind of almost friend gabo mate um it's it's really awesome that he pushes so much the the focus on uh the nurturing the love during childhood what that means is basically they give them the attention the love really that they need and want. It's basically creating this this fertile soil where everything that needs to can grow into. That's such a important perspective to keep in mind that you, know, you, you might be able to give them some tools here and there, but the basis on which all of those things happen is from love, from the connection, from a yeah. healthy attachment. Welcome to another episode of Better Together. And today we have a very exciting topic because we talk about it all the time. And the topic is what we learn from children. Especially in the past few weeks, we've been so drawn into uh, the few children that were actually around us. And uh, especially your nieces and nephews. And that's super interesting.
1: Exclusively my nieces Exclusively, and yes. We weren't finding children like in parks, no. right? <laughs> we weren't being weird yet. Um, yes, this is a, a, a hot topic because We've been playing with children, and it's been so long since we actually had a child in our lives. Um, because, really, like, in, when we were living in the Netherlands, we had no close proximity to anybody with a baby. So, now we get to get to know children from a psycho-spiritual perspective. <laughs> As always. <laughs> and it is real fun. It's been real fun. And very interesting, and yeah. I hope we're not we're not coming across as creeps, <laughs> like we're all the time just like looking at the children, figuring out why are they doing this, like how are they adapting to this situation, what what happens in yeah. their minds, like in the black box of their minds, and um, yeah, yeah. So I guess my cousins are a bit creeped out, um, my nieces and nephews just find us fun, and uh, we are very happy to do some field work by just watching children yes
0: and we literally just tell our experiences now what we have been up to what we figured basically right past few weeks and what we learned from it not only like how to understand the child development but basically what can you see in children what either helps us now as adults or maybe also what you can see already uh, in two, three-year-old children, what might, it's a projection, obviously, what might be the thing that they deal with later in life. But welcome. I'm glad to host this again with Karo. Uh, yes. And I'm Julian, and let's get on with the topic and, I guess, a short story, as always. Okay. Do you have one?
1: Ugh, Do you want to start with one? It's good that we prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yesterday... Uh, We went to the beach with my niece, Abril. Abril is two and a half years old and she she has a very calm zen personality. She's like the calmest, the chillest two-year-old ever. And uh, it took us like a month and a half to get to a point where she will trust us enough to just be herself around us. And to go to places with us.
0: She was not talking to us. She, Whenever we started talking to her, she was just stunned completely. Yeah. She didn't react at all. Yeah. And now, after one and a half months living literally next door, we sort of get a little entrance into playing with her.
1: Exactly. So she accepted us after us working very hard <laughs> to, to be her friend. And um, yesterday we went to the beach. And I was... Like we we were playing, it was beautiful, and then when we were heading back, we needed to take the the cart, how, how stroller? the stroller, the stroller through the sand. And if she was on the stroller, it would have been too heavy, and like it gets stuck in the sand. So then I was just carrying her on me, and then she was like saying like um stuff about the stroller. She was like oh, I think it would be great if I would sit on the stroller. And uh, can I take that toy that it's on the stroller and like just carry it on me while I sit on the stroller? And then what I realized is that she was trying to get me to sit her on the stroller without offending me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Two! You're two years old! Like, she didn't want to hurt my feelings because she didn't want me to feel rejected or something. And uh, she just wanted to be on the stroller. So she was being assertive in a way, like just trying to get to the stroller, but (laughs) she didn't want to hurt my feelings in the process. And then I was just explaining to her, like, oh, when we get to solid ground, I'll just put you on the stroller. But... Like that situation I saw a few, yeah. where she is very kindly saying things, so I don't get offended. And I'm like, don't! <laughs> Offend me, it's fine! <laughs> Hurt my feelings, I'm I'm alright! Um, like no wanting to teach like the wrong toxic behaviors, but just be authentic. Like I want her, I would love her, for her to be authentic around me and not have to take care of my feelings. But that's her default. Yeah. And then what was insane to me is that I always thought that that's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Because when your parents uh, are very emotionally needy and then you you start creating this adaptive mechanism so so you can meet your parents' needs and still be loved and all of that, I thought it was a process that you would learn later in life. but. The moment that she started talking, (laughs) she (laughs) had this. And it's not... Like, she's not even developed as an individual. Like, she's... Like, at three years old, there's a threshold where you start understanding yourself as a separate creature from your parents, from your caregivers. And she's not even there. and She's already thinking of other people. (laughs) And it's ridiculous, like, how these aspects of personality show up so early on. So that was that was bananas. Like I couldn't believe that at such a young age she would have this level of understanding of how emotions work and she would use that in like the softest way possible.
0: Yeah, of course not cognitively, right? But just this this feeling of oh I don't want to offend this person so I, I say it lightly is so difficult. Like to understand that this is like such a difficult process, you understand the other person's feeling, or at least, you know, you feel it, mm-hmm. and try not to make them feel bad. It's such a like high level thing <laughs> to, to really get and really do. So that's why we were so stunned by it. Yeah. Uh, in so many areas, she was doing that, not only uh, with the stroller, right? But also when uh, today she wanted to, uh, actually, not us. She didn't, didn't want us to leave in the morning yeah. uh, when we were having breakfast with her. And then she started silently just being um, stunned again, like just stopped moving and just started crying very softly, yes. yeah, like a little bit of water in the eyes. And that meaning like she didn't want really to express that emotion.
1: She's too
0: yeah we talked
1: two years old like she's not having a tantrum or expressing herself like she cries with her parents and that's normal because that's um safe. like the safe attachment and then she just feels free but the fact that she's feeling the emotion and she's doing everything in her power to repress it in front of a stranger like that to me a stranger well now we're we, we know each other and, yeah. and um, but yeah, that w- that to me was was intense, and also the fact that it was because she didn't want this to end. Like, yeah, she she didn't want to to stop the breakfast. Like, she was already missing us because like it was like we need to go to work. <laughs> and then the moment that her her eyes started tearing up, I was like, no, I don't go to work. I just stay <laughs> with you. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but it was it was so. Beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time because I it happened a couple of times already where I see this happening. Like, I, I notice something's wrong, it's yeah. like something in her attitude changes, but it's so subtle. Yeah. It's so subtle. And then I look in her eyes, and then she has a little bit of water in her eyes. So then I just like grab her and I start kissing her, and like I start loving her so she can. Embrace that emotion.
0: She can actually show it. Yes, that's what she does: is repressing it and getting it stuck. Yes, and that's at two years old. Like <laughs> if you just project it forward, obviously that would the the other side of the the coin would be she not being able to express emotions when she's like twenty five.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah, I guess that that's what we sort of project and estimate. Maybe that's if you can actually see that at two years old, that would be incredible. Yeah. Like seeing that person, the human is at two years old, not understanding I'm separate from my parents yet. <laughs> yes. I don't have my own identity really. <laughs> and then already trying to suppress emotions in that way. Might be like this adaptive behavior, maybe an adaptation to not making other people feel hurt in your environment. Maybe you should learn it from somewhere. Yeah. But it's really early though. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it would be really interesting to see then. Uh, update following in 20 years, uh, how
1: she you... <laughs> Check in for episode 1,000 <laughs> and...
0: Clicked the bell for <laughs> in 20 years. It uh, would be so interesting to see whether that actually developed as um, feeling... not being able to uh, express the emotions properly. Yeah. Like fully, authentically.
1: Yeah. Because we can already see, and this is what we were talking with her parents, um, that... There's so much of her personality shining through. Yeah, and uh, it's it's related to her. We, we say that she was that she was a nun, like a um, a nun, like a Buddhist nun in a monastery, <laughs> in a monastery before, because she sits like so patiently looking at the birds, and like, People, she like twenty just, minutes like... For just
0: watching birds. <laughs>
1: like the other day, we were there just like half an hour, just like sitting on the stairs watching birds. That's all we did <laughs> with a two-year-old, and
0: she was crossing her legs as well. As she was crossing thing. her legs like
1: a, a. Her dad teaches yoga, so maybe there's something in there. But still, like the the chillness is is unique, and um, what we can see is like this personality shining through. She is a conflict a peace. Peacekeeper, no, it's well, like a peacekeeper. So she just does, she doesn't conflict mean, avoidant. Com- conflict avoidant. So those like, that's the two sides of the coin. On yeah. the one side, she's very comforting, very kind, and on the other side, probably afraid of conflict. So then those are the personality traits that we are already seeing unfold. We also see her natural ability to do um, like bodily stuff. She's very good. Mm, like yesterday yeah, in the yeah. beach, we were playing um like i was doing the crab which is like a a move from like i don't know training what, what? Yeah.
0: functional movement functional
1: movement <laughs> and um uh, it took me a while to to figure that one out <laughs> yeah, like a couple of minutes right yeah and uh it's basically just like putting your arms behind your and walking like if you were a crab like with your butt Facing was it the ground. The, the reverse table
0: kind of thing? Yeah, right it's there? like a reverse table. So your yeah. belly's
1: up, your butt facing to the ground, and then you lift your torso and you walk yeah. with your hands and legs. And um, she was picking that up within seconds.
0: Now so she had one doing the normal table like that, then she stopped. Turned around and did the actual thing, yeah. so I was like, Wow, that was great! Yeah, quick.
1: she looked at me how I was doing it and then immediately imitated it, and it was like, Wow, girl! So there's also that showing up, and we're excited to continue to, to yeah. watch these things unfold. But uh, it's it's crazy how much you can read into a child and how pure they are in the essence because
0: or project into a child from our things so we don't know we're we're, we're not really child development psychologists but it's just really interesting to just because there there are those uh, indicators for it Mm -hmm. but whether they will show later in life who knows yeah but definitely if you if she would sort of be an adult and have those patterns you could see those yeah and so that's what we basically take out of that
1: now and it's interesting to see the child that later unfolds into an adult mm-hmm. with the troubles of the adult. So, um, right now, like the, my, my niece Abir is so uh, loved, and she receives so much attention. Like she, she's being raised like as the by the book, <laughs> let's say, and yeah. um,
0: parents are very conscious about how yes. they want to do everything.
1: Yes. And still she will face the struggles that come with the personality type because that's it. And um, that's so interesting because like then when we see the grown-ups and in our consultation like we can see the grown-ups coming with similar problems of like I cannot express my emotions or I'm afraid of conflict and you're just seeing the adult but it's actually just so early sometimes like it started since birth
0: (laughs) yeah maybe then the thought is really maybe the adult is just the sort of in in society integrated child right (laughs) so i I I find this a very funny picture to really imagine okay maybe we are right now because we all have this inner child that uh i guess we sometimes talk about but it's the we are putting, being put into, into this world, learn something from our parents, learn something from other caregivers or other people around us. And then sort of from that baseline, we try to adapt and take on a path in a direction. And at some point, we're an adult and arrive there with like life experiences and stuff like that. But we still put into this position with an um, initial foundation. Which is, as a child, which we, where we learn the most. Yeah. I don't know who's that. Um, Matthias Stefano, I think, said, like, in the first seven years, we learn probably more than in the last, like, in the other 70 years. Yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Because it's so much that we really learn in the beginning. Mm. Because our brain is so uh, malleable. And so, we take in so much, but it also sort of paves the way in the direction we go then
1: afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was thinking like, it's, it's almost like you you put on your, your skin suit, <laughs> like as a, as a human, and then later on you can change the color of your hair, change the clothes you wear, but the skin suit stays the same, like it, it modifies slightly compared to how much you can modify like the external things. And I think that's like the skin suit is the personality. So when the, you're, you're, you have an innate character, like there's, there's so much research done on this and it's non-conclusive it's not because it's impossible to show that a baby has character <laughs> because you don't know what's going on in their minds and they're not very willing to, to take assessments, multiple choice. Uh, so then there is that inability to understand that part, but you can see it. Like, if you yeah. have twins, and they are literally one week old, you will see the different personalities. And this is... There, there's something innate. So there's, yeah.
0: This, like, nature-nurture debate. Yes. It's like, okay, there's probably 50 give-and-take percent nature and 50 give-and-take percent yeah. nurture.
1: In... in What is it? How do you call it? The games that you, it's like you, you're a first player?
0: First person...
1: First-person stuff, like, you create a player. Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Yeah. You create a player. Okay. Yeah.
1: You create a player. Uh, well, there's some fantasy like in like
0: in The Sims kind of game?
1: No. no. It's like, what comes to my mind is MMA, but MMA is like a fighting thing. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Please, somebody nerdy, write it somewhere. Um, anywho. The thing is you when in many games when you're in the beginning you can choose what type of uh, warrior or character you're going to play with and you have like the the warrior like the force strength warrior like with the axe that just like goes into battle and just punches with the sword or the axe you have the archer you have the sorceress the magician yeah the magician you have the half animal half person and each of them has their own unique flavor. So usually if you like up level it, you are equally good with all the characters, or at least some games are made <laughs> that way. So the, the whole point is that you choose a path and then that path you need to grow into it and like get, get better at being a sorceress or get, get better at being a, a fighter. And you can learn a little bit of the other ones usually, like you learn a couple of spells, or you can use like this amulet for something. But mostly, the strongest that you can get is within your path
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the good games.
0: <laughs> so, but I strongest, th- like in different directions, right? Physically strong with a. Oh, like, no, well, or having
1: like the maximum powers of like yeah. shooting rays from your hands. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah just invoking fire. Like, those are the things that you can do.
0: I love the video game analogy because it's it's actually so true, in a way, yeah. that we have this character and we can get additional skills to it. Mm-hmm. And we, we're, that we have different strengths and different scenarios. We are better than others. Mm-hmm. But we are all equally needed in a game. When you look at League of Legends, I guess many know that. You have mm-hmm. usually the big map and five players. Mm-hmm. And they're all different strengths. They have all different strengths. Mm-hmm. And all of them are needed. And all, like in the whole like fight in the end, all of them are needed and have different um, sort of tasks to do in order to win. Mm-hmm. And so same way, like all personalities, all traits as a human are so needed and are so good. Like they're equally good mm-hmm. uh, that we just try to be the best of ourselves, the best character, the exactly. best way, the, the path that we
1: chose yeah so in this thank you for for spoiling that it was an analogy (laughs) nobody saw it coming at all Nobody. it was a secret and uh, well the thing is you choose a path but in life a path is given so you have it (laughs) you just have it and you have this personality and this is the cards that you're dealt with so you get to improve in that personality You get to learn traits from the other types of personalities, but the best that you can get is within your lane, like within the things that you were already given. In the case of my niece, Abril, then if we were to turn her into an extroverted dancer that is like the backup dancer for Daddy Yankee, we don't want that, (laughs) but like if we wanted her to be that, then we would be depriving her from being whatever true expression she wants to take so if she wants to be the nun that goes into the Himalayas and just like meditates the shit out of that mountain oh, the one <laughs> the one mountain um then that's her path and by us trying to get her to be a dancer and get her to be this um i, I don't know what other possibility is there but like a TV presenter or like things that don't naturally appeal to her at least at this moment like we don't know this is just theorizing yeah. on, a, on a very short uh, information span but if we were to take her off her the path that she's in that she's meant to live the authenticity that she she feels And turn her into something else, then what we will be doing is delaying the process of her becoming the strongest, the best that she can be in her natural gifts. So I think she would be a great therapist, a great uh, teacher, a great uh, nanny. Maybe also a...
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah just anything that's that's actually involved she's really concentrated can stay super calm wow on yes. things when she's two already Almost she's like, two
1: she has way more concentration than me yes <laughs> so much more it's so <laughs> humbling
0: so anything that's that's related to that like really maybe even going into research or stuff like that could any all of those could be could be possibilities yeah but i guess the the main point being is that she will find her natural path by trying out things but not by us or anyone else putting stuff on her that is oh you need to do this 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 will be great to you
1: yeah yeah and what we were discussing with her parents is uh, baking out on those things and just help like help nurture them yeah not trying to destroy anything that that she's already building by herself and uh, Foreseeing the struggles that she might have like for example the avoidance of conflict and then just starting to give tools To manage those situations. So that's the way that you can ease the path because you know that every type of personality has its pitfalls So if you just see a child and you're like, okay, they're the very extroverted kind uh, but they also need attention. They probably will seek approval from the outside constantly. Then you will want to give the internal safety of like self esteem and really, really nurture that part. You always need to nurture self esteem, but yeah. there's there's different the things the, the different puzzle pieces that fit for different personalities. So so yeah, in Good. this case it would be more like. How to deal with conflict, how to not avoid it, how to ha- stand for yourself <clears throat> yeah. and express your emotions. Like the, um, stand, stand in your power and like, that's, that would be the, the challenge.
0: And, but I also think that like, we as humans are put here to learn those things and to like, figure it out by ourselves in a way. But to also bring in our kind of almost friend Gabo Mate, um, it's it's really awesome that he pushes so much the the focus on the uh, the nurturing, the love during childhood. So what that means is basically they give them the attention, the love, really that they need and want. Mm-hmm. Because from it's basically creating this this fertile soil where everything that needs to can. Gets um, can grow into, yeah. and I think that's such a important perspective to keep in mind that you know you you might be able to give them some tools here and there, but the basis on which all of those things happen is from love, from the connection, from a yeah. healthy attachment.
1: Yeah, and if you have to choose to give one thing, <laughs> it's just give have. love. Yeah. Give love. Yeah, but just give love. <laughs> just give love. But it's interesting how. These things that we're figuring out now of how to raise a child for to be their their best selves, like it's just this coming generations. Like it didn't happen with us. We didn't yeah. get like the the textbook parenting of the progressive psychologist. <laughs> we actually got like whatever. It was like just go play outside, and then I would just like disappear into the forest <laughs> for for hours, and um, it was it was a different kind of of growing up, but I think what uh, with knowledge and with all of these discoveries that are being done about child development and how to be a better parent, what we're doing is skipping the part where the child needs to spend 17 years in therapy, figuring out who they are. (laughs) So by the time that they are like 21, they know who they are, they know what they want and they can start going for it. And we don't know what that human looks like. No. We don't yet, like we don't, That this generation didn't grow up yet. But um, I think what will happen as we start in involving, like the uh, involvement, integrating these strategies into the, the raising of children is that eventually they will have a lot less shit to go through yeah. and at least like the, the damage from the parents and uh, then that will that will give them a lot more free time or free development space to start saving the world or the creating art whatever they like whatever is in their heart or whatever they're meant to do
0: Before we jump into how to save the world with children, children, how to save children, please, (laughs) how to create better development. What can we like literally take from that for ourselves? I think that's an interesting question that I love to look at when uh, we now observe children, what is there that we notice from them? Because what I noticed like in the way we interact with them as well. Because you interact differently with a two-year-old than with a forty-three-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes.
0: Sometimes, at least most of I think. And so, like, what I noticed because I, in the past years, I didn't really have experience with really interacting with small children. So I had like some some struggles. I was like, okay, how do I really approach it? How, especially with her, of like not giving any sign of reaction in the first like month. I was like, how. Am I like? Am I doing this right? Connecting with her, like, is that is that going in the right direction? So it was really interesting to bring up the sort of little bit of insecurity of how I um, relate to her, of how I connect with her. Is is she willing to play with me or not? Like this, this things that we I guess learned somewhere in our childhood was like now I cognitively thought about it, <laughs> and that that was really interesting, really fun to notice how to interact now with children.
1: Yeah. Is that where you were going? Like what we are learning? Exactly. From what we
0: might learn from the interaction, but maybe also what we learn from just looking at children, then about our own inner child, or how we can really take something for our own life from it. So both ways.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I do think that that part of the innate personality really shines through. And when you see it so pure in children, when they are just play with each other and you realize like who's the leader like the the one that is calling all the shots and the ones that are happy not calling all the shots and the ones that are super intense and then they clash every five minutes um which is like two of my nieces by the (laughs) way Um, (laughs) like uh, they they have very intense personalities and very distinct yeah so it's like when they get together they love each other for a a long time and then eventually something clicks and their intensity gets to a level where they start fighting (laughs) they fight and those are the clashes that we see in adults as well like the the personalities that don't fit well together like the alpha females the alpha males that cannot get along because they're fighting for something for the the attention or the leadership position and uh, you see it in children too, so from watching children, there's a lot of the hum- human adult interactions that get explained. Like the, what what everybody says, like heal the inner child, heal it. Yeah. yeah, please do, <laughs> please do, because honestly, most of our shit comes from there. Like
0: yeah, uh, and so just like the thing of what you say about children is oh they're having a tantrum, so you let them just do their thing, be completely cold, like relatively unaffected with it and just wait until they're soothed and are feeling fine again. Yeah. And that happens so many times with adults and we just try to think, what what happened? What did I do wrong? What happened in the interaction? How can I change this in the future? And the person just slept bad, like didn't sleep well.
1: So in the context of like just thinking of an adult having a tantrum yeah i totally like i i have that like i i I, my dad was used used to be very reactive Mm. and uh, sometimes i would just understand that he's having a tantrum (laughs) and like he's an adult baby right now so so then i would just like give him space not try to interact, not ask him for anything like I knew there was a terrible time to deal with him right now and then just eventually he would go to sleep again and wake up better or yeah. um or take a nap or something and then things yeah. would change but yes we allow children to have tantrums to one extent because also we don't want to be discomforted by the yelling and stuff Of course. which I don't really mind so much, like right the now, children yeah. right now, because it's not my child. <laughs> but with adults, we are more judgmental and uh, we might overthink when another person is just having a mood.
0: Yeah, we know so much from science already that sleep is so important for emotion regulation. Yeah. And that we had a, just four hours of sleep, and everything can trigger us like being in the traffic, just having a bad look from somebody, and we're like the whole time, the whole day thinking about how fucked up that was. Yeah. And then that's just a manifestation of us not being able to really manage the emotions. Yeah. And NAP could fix that, you know? Yes. So, so like, highly recommended. That, yeah. And now we see that here, like directly, that at some point, like, she was crying for like two hours and at some point we were um, uh, asking her mother, like, what happened to her? Oh, she, she slept well. Uh, she slept bad, sorry. <laughs> she slept bad. And like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then we just, that's it. She just slept bad and couldn't regulate the emotion as a two-year-old. I mean, it makes sense. But, <laughs>
1: well, most of the time she does.
0: <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, But if you put that into then uh, the adult life, it's still happening. When we are so, in our, I guess, today's society, when we're so stressed in our normal working week then, and didn't get enough sleep, then that almost feels normal. At some point, it becomes like the, the new normal that you just eat more easily uh, agitated. And just because we didn't have enough sleep, for example, right? Mm-hmm. There are obviously many other factors, but that could be well, a for me, big food. one. Food and sleep, very okay. big ones.
1: What do you say? Food, sleep. Isn't there like another one? Well, for me, it's like hormones, food, and sleep. Yeah. Those are <laughs> those are my three possibilities. And what? And you cannot do anything about it. Like that's Until you, you give your can, body what it needs. You can, I guess, soften it. Yeah. But as part of having a a human suit and being being on a meaty. <laughs> in a meaty state, you will have bad moments yeah. and very often induced partly or fully by these three things. And uh, well for me like what I do as an adult is like I become aware of that and I'm like I cannot have a client right now because I need to eat something before <laughs> otherwise I won't be fully present, I'm too hungry. Um, or just knowing, like, if I'm very hormonal, that I might be triggered more easily. Yeah. So I just give a heads up and be like, "It's nothing that you did.
0: <laughs> just yeah. be
1: mindful." But um, but yeah, I think we we always have that. Children tend to express it more freely
0: because we have this thing in the prefrontal cortex.
1: It's so interesting. That's yeah. that's another interesting thing that children don't have. The self-talk. Usually. Except maybe. Except maybe. Um, you know. <laughs> but what well, we cannot see into, into the minds of children, like they're learning at a pace that it's, it's bananas. It's like light years learning. And um, it's very um, mysterious. like We don't know what's going on in their minds. What I can feel, for example, as a, being an empath... the emotions that they go through and like the intensity of emotions. So children feel everything in a more, I don't know if uh, like pure way, I, I don't know if pure is the right word, but it's like, they feel the excitement and it's like explosion of excitement they feel the happiness and it's like extreme like they don't even know how to hold it in their body yeah. they're like yeah! <laughs> they, they're so cute but also with the sadness like the extreme grief like they yeah. they go all in and i think as an adult we learn to compose and just yeah, like not to, to show suppress them, it almost. To suppress it, to tone it down. But those emotions and that intensity is still there. We just became less sensitive about it. Mm-hmm. Because our body still reacts, like the hormones are still there. Like if we were to become sensitive uh, to to everything, the way that a child is, we we could get there. I think we could get there. You're
0: just looking at her when she has that excitement, just trying to get with it is, it is so fun, honestly, but also just noticing for yourself that I think there's some form of restriction that we put on ourselves, not feeling that much of excitement or that much of sadness, because I guess we just want to have it tamed down a little bit, all of it, Mm -hmm. rather than having the highs, lows, extremely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can we. What can we use from this now? So I always want to bring it back a little bit towards um, the future and how this can help us actually solve our own things. So how can we use those learnings now to help society a little bit or give some tips and actionable things to do in order to, I guess, use the insights for a better life for ourselves.
1: Well, I think. Children are very pure creatures, so they're almost like as good as it gets. <laughs> like, I don't know, a, a properly raised, like, child with all their needs met, it's is as good of a human as it gets. Like, then afterwards, when we start growing up, going to school, like, we start getting tamed, we start getting civilized and all of those things, and then we start losing things. So I think the best we could do for humanity is to let a person grow as close to a child as possible. Not that they will never have responsibilities, but that they will keep their creativity, that they will keep their emotional uh, experiences, that they won't be numb and tamed, and uh, that they will keep the authenticity as well. Because as a child, you don't need to repress that you like strawberries and you hate kiwis. Is just your nature. Yeah. So just taking so much of that purity and carrying it into adulthood and allowing that to evolve in uh, as much of a frictionless environment as possible. And a child that is raised in that uh, environment where they're uh, they're embraced by who they are, they're approved, they're seen and they're allowed to be authentic, they're also being respected. So the parents are setting up this, this relationship and a model for how a relationship can look like. So they will learn how to interact with others, mm-hmm. respecting their individuality, their uniqueness, and uh, just with, with kindness. So that already gives a huge head start because we're talking about from like those baby boomers that were raised with parents that were like in the middle of the war, the mother was always in the kitchen, the dad was going to, to work and disappearing and like the traditional archetypal patriarchy. We're going from there to this place with like children are raised in the in like the the healthiest possible way and the parents are developing themselves in order to be better parents for the child, those children will already have this exponential head start. Yeah. Just... By not losing all the beautiful things that they come from the factory with.
0: Yeah, just bringing them back the Notion that Gama P- Gama brings in, like if that foundation is love, then the soil is like so fertile to let anything really blossom in there, right? Any, any, any beautiful tree or flower that's made with the same magic that any tree you see from growing from a seed outside happens, like a, the magic that's behind it creating it, mm-hmm. the same in in children, right? It can be such a magical thing if we don't disturb it too much. Yeah. So if you just give it love and and then the analogy, maybe just water and sunlight, then anything, what it will be, will emerge. If it's an orange tree, an oak tree, whatever it is, right? But their own path, I think that's really important. Yeah. And then I love that you brought in the analogy with the video games because it um, teaches us, in a way, just following the path that you feel drawn to and not judging it because we yeah. need all of those magicians, the fighters, the healers, all of them. Yeah. Uh, because once you do that, you can, I feel like you can accept yourself more and see the strength in your things. Yeah. Everything has two sides of the coin. There's like shadows and the light side of it. Yeah. And I think what we also figured at some point was that I had all the time the drive to go outside to sports, be very active and you had the, the other side, you yeah. were like this chill, comfy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And once we realized that, that was a huge release because that helped me so much to just freely express and do it on my own and didn't have to feel dragged when you said, no, I want to be more comfy, I mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Yeah. And so that just gave this freedom to really express myself as the person I am. And there, there's no judgment in which of them is better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's all about authenticity right from the get-go and then just keeping that along the way. And I want to make a disclaimer because I think we're, we're talking about my niece now as the, we see her personality and we know who she's going to become when in reality children shift a lot <laughs> and like then she starts going to school and hanging out with a certain type of person and then her personality might shift but it's it's just right now if she continues on this path and this is and this is all that she she gets, then these are the potential challenges that she might face but also the beautiful things that are there to be nurtured and to flourish. Mm-hmm.
0: I think also, additionally, the the important point that i completely forgot. <laughs>
1: That's nice. You're having brain farts all over.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so after the disclaimer now, I want to do an additional thing that we don't really know about childhood development <laughs> a lot. Like, we had it in the university, we studied it, yes, but we're not working on it right now. No. So this is all just... Our work in progress. We're doing this, what you said in the beginning, this field study of how does it impact us. Just bring in the awareness that you can learn from everything in your environment. How you interact with them. How you um, just see everywhere some learnings. And that's, I guess, the journey that we're expressing and sharing. Yeah. How we learn, how we perceive it. And maybe anyone who is listening to it can take this, probably the, the biggest part, just this of awareness and being more open to those learnings in your environment just being open yeah yeah. if things? you have a,
1: a child close by just just observe creep creep that. in and <laughs> creep <laughs> me the grief that goes to the park and just watches children please just don't go do in the it house in a... next
0: to it and just observe it through the window
1: constantly <laughs> please don't traumatize anybody like we don't we, we want healthy children we don't want traumatized children but um, yes just if you have a niece or a child, just observing them with curiosity and being, I guess, putting yourself in their shoes and how they're discovering the world and how interesting the world is to them. Yeah. Because, just stepping into the water, <gasps> wow! <laughs> but then at the same time, if there's like an emotional thing, nothing, they can, they can, they can like you could have bring the a unicorn for them to ride and they will not see it because they will just be upset. Like if they're in the middle of a tantrum, because that's how emotions are. And in children, we respect it, but as adults, we don't. So it's like, I cannot stop working because like somebody died and I need to grieve. Well, maybe for a day or two, but then you gotta, you gotta put on your big human pants and go to work. And that's not, um, it's not to say that we should succumb to our emotions and, like, as always, there's this
0: balance of, like, trying to navigate it, but not, like, letting, if if you imagine just a ship on the water that you are, and the waves are, the emotions that might be pushing to the sides, it doesn't mean that they should just roll you over and completely destroy the ship. But rather that you need to learn to navigate how you can go through them, but you cannot suppress them completely as a human, and so I think that learning is just so important that we navigate it, learn from it um, and be a better ship captain in a way, but not completely uh, go either way, that you go with the ship ashore because you don't like the waves and just yeah. suppress everything yeah. But neither do you want to let the waves completely take over. So having this nice balance between
1: both. Yes. Yes. But there's so much to learn about children. That was, that was the point. The point yeah. is like, just watch children, being... see how they do things, see the creativity, how they figure things out. And we, we, we can take so much from it.
0: Yeah. And hopefully you too, so. Take a moment to creep into your <laughs> into
1: your <laughs> why your do we keep on children? saying like
0: maybe I don't know. Just like because hang
1: out, it play. Because we
0: analyze it so much. Uh, the, yeah, because every little we feel behavior. Creeps. We feel like creeps. Yeah.
1: But it's it's not like it's not creepy, like it's actually very thoughtful the way that we yeah. do it. Because we're trying to accelerate the pace in which the children trust us. So we can creep them. <laughs> Uh, We accelerate that process so then we can be closer and create a bond with them so that the 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 point is actually very loving and to be able to be that support person to be able to to comfort them if they get sad to like that they come to us that they have an alternative to their parents and that they can start learning from different perspectives because that's also very important like in the growth of a child that they don't get the only single two perspectives of their parents or maybe also the grandparents also that they get other people doing different things that just bring novel games like playing the crab or playing the frog and
0: that whatever she they do basically is fine like giving that perspective that each of the traits that you like is fine because your parents obviously like some things and dislike other things and if you see the and then in a further out, zoomed out perspective all of them all of the things that you most like or most of time do are fine as long as you don't hurt anyone right yeah. but you need to be able to see them and be able to see that you can accept those parts of you yeah what i did for example when traveling seeing completely different ways of looking at the world helped me so much to understand who i was mhm by, by being taken out of the context of my family my my environment.
1: Yeah. And it takes a minute to figure out that not everybody, everybody sees the world the same way as you. That usually happens even after teenage years. Like, you're, you're like figuring yourself out like the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and... I think I only
0: got to see it because I traveled. Otherwise, if I would have stayed in that lane, in the same context, the same environment, close to my parents, close to my friends, I'm not sure whether I would have been able to see it.
1: Yeah. But with this type of raising children and explaining different perspectives, I think they can they can start seeing that earlier and not taking things so personally or maybe learning how to deal with different people in different ways. So having more resources. We just want to uh, provide the children of the future with with more resources that's why we need to hang out with them (laughs) and just like give them love and try to provide things that will aid in their development being those things just like playing and telling them our perspective on things and just while being respectful of the parents of course. You don't want to start a, a family feud, but um, yeah, just just knowing, like for example, we are vegetarian, and then like children ask, why do you eat different, and then we're like, because we like, we like eating this way, and um, we just without making it like because you're eating a dead cow <laughs> that probably had a baby and then was murdered and it's like whoa dude <laughs> too hard. Um, no, but without going there, it's like, oh, we actually prefer to eat plants. And uh, we, we love it like this. And just, they will be like, oh, that's weird. But at least they know that's possible.
0: Just knowing the perspectives.
1: Same with like the aunt that has a girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can understand that there's different ways of forming a family. And if that were to be you in the future, you're already getting the permission oh, from the other person. like well, your not that already? Yeah, exactly. Easy. So, okay. all of those things are important to, to bring. Like, the diversity of the, the possibilities of combinations of humans and of tastes for, for food and music and dress codes. Like, all of that enriches a child experience. So... You let them be authentic, you give them safety, love, and at the same time you just share your authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we create a better world.
0: I hope so. That's the idea.
1: That's the, the only plan we have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all hopes in the children. The, the, the adults already I'm fucked sorry. up. No. Yes. But that's one way. Well, it's
1: like what Boomers did. It's what Boomers did. Yeah. With... I think we just all like, just... Okay, you fix it. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we'll try.
0: I think we all just take stuff on from one generation to the next one and try to improve bit by bit. We all have like, oh, I want to be like my parents and want to be better than them. It feels in a way like that.
1: Yeah. But we have to and be mindful so then that process doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, doesn't Rivers go, like, indeed. south in <laughs> one generation. Is like Extreme
0: in the other angle, yeah. Of direction, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. because just one fucked up generation <laughs> can really disturb the course of humanity. So, really, hopefully, this will aid in the process of evolution and a more civil and prosperous society.
0: Whatever that means.
1: Whatever that means.
0: But I guess just trying to be better yeah. in any way. I'll say. Perfect. Anything else you want to add? Are we please, done?
1: Please finish with the mirror.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you took something out of it. And if you see the video, kind of can look into it now too. <laughs> um, yes, so we finished it now for today. I hope you took something from it. Uh, love to see you next week again.
1: Bye. I, I'm looking at myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye.